Welcome. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Old John Toey. And this is Invasion of the Potty Snatchers. Let's get to it, motherfuckers. Gingers don't have souls. Let's go to Busan, baby. Gonna get the train to Busan. Mm-mm. Yeah, feel good in Koreatown. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Noel, we're back. What we got? Yeah, we're back. For another episode, but we're not back alone. We're we not? got our good old buddy, Mr. Fucking Jukebox Ginger in the house. And he's back um, for another episode. Of this is zombie series. And we all know what the one fucking hitch is of this zombie series is. The guest picks the movie. So Jukebox, tell the folks who you are, what you do, and what movie you chosen for us to watch, motherfucker. Well, first off, guys, thanks for having me on. Um, I'm Jukebox Ginger, host of the Stardom Podcast. And, you know, I picked Train to Busan because... Uh, you know, it's 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 a newish film, and, and there's so many zombie films that are alike, and there's a lot of similarities with this one, but there's also a lot of differences, and it definitely got me jumping a few times. So that's why I picked it. Fucking awesome movie! Like it's like one thing I loved about this movie is that like um, do you, you ever you know World War Z with Brad Pitt? Um, in an episode we just did, and um, the the zombies in that are very kind of reminiscent of the zombies in Train to Busan and vice versa, and to me this felt like. I could imagine this was going on before, uh, like while Brad Pitt's in, um, trying to flee Philadelphia. It, to me, it felt like it really fitted into that kind of universe, that kind of world. Like even yes. when the zombies turn, like the way they contort their bodies and stuff, that kind of reminded me of uh, World War Z. And like, I just thought like the two movies kind of pair well together. So that's why they're going to be releasing on the same day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's, that's so but, true though. Like it's very similar. Like, if they were to play next to each other, you'd be like, oh, they're both in the same time zone and everything. Yeah, you can imagine being in the same universe. Like, that's what I like about it. Or, like, if anyone's read the World War Z book, uh, we spoke uh, about it a few times now, that like the stories are very segmented and stuff like that. So, and there's even a story set in Korea where like you can just kind of get these standalone stories and set them apart. And that's what I loved about this that you could literally have Brad Pitt doing his thing in Philadelphia and he's trying to escape. And at the same time, this is what's going on in Korea. You know what I mean? You could have another thing or you could have another move. This is what's going on in India. This is what's going on here. And it's so segmented and it's such a global event that you could have it like pepper the stories around the world. And that's what I love yeah. about Train to Busan. And uh, it literally felt completely singular in its own way. But also to me, it felt like it could slot perfectly into the, the kind of World War Z universe, you know? No. Right. Oh, to me. Yeah, absolutely. I thought exactly because it had the aggressive zombies as well. Mm. I had the zombies that will absolutely fuck themselves up just to get to you. <laughs> And right. I, I, what I loved is the fact, I know it's a simple thing. I like trains. I love the <laughs> fact that it was on a train. I love the fact that it's actually a very narrow vessel. Yes. That is moving. Submarines are the scariest just, for zombies, isn't it? Lost in Because, you know, a lot of zombie stuff, you, you, you set up in a mall and it's basically like desperation, the need for food, uh, betrayal, you know, amongst yeah. yourselves. That's kind of the zombie trope. But this one was like, no, 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 action now. Like you have to do something right now. There is a tin veneer of kind of glass between us and them at any given time. So I just thought I just thought it was such a such an interesting uh, kind of I don't know template for them to be. Again, this is a big global event, mm. but why not? Why not look at what how fucked up it would be to be on a train? Yeah, it's like World War Z. Like um, again, remember the the plane sequence. You know what I mean? Like so it just shows you like right. how you could like. There's one thing about being fucking chased by a zombie horde. There's another thing being fucking trapped. It's zombie horde. Yeah. You know what I mean? like, oh, dude, it almost kind of blends to. Did you ever see that show? Um, 
what's that one where they're all stuck in a train and there's like a global ice a snow piercer yes like just that alone is scary so like if you're on a train that's just speeding down and you got these fast ass moving zombies mm. that you're trapped with um i do have to say before we get too into it like the the intro kind of threw me off because you know they hit that deer yeah and then the deer turns and I'm like, oh shit! There's gonna be some animal zombies, and then you don't see any the rest of the film. <laughs> yeah, the the deer is foreshadowing. That's all it is. To right, say something's going on. You know that right. kind of thing. That's the like, because um, that's the only the the do that like nicely in this is like where you pretty much you have the the foreshadowing, and then you just kind of go, okay, now here's the person that we're going to focus on, and yeah. you almost forget about the deer. You know what I mean? Like, and then and then right. by the time you get to the train station, uh, you like you're hearing little simmerings almost and then that girl gets on the train and then after that it's fucking like 90 miles an hour it's insane oh yeah i love i love that the one falls onto the train and she's clearly heart infected you one goes oh i'm going to check on her and now i have to make a call or something i'm just going to turn around to do it just, going to <laughs> just, for, just for some reason i'm going to turn around you know? I'm just going to turn exactly 180 degrees right Who does that you just stay with the person and do what you need to do it's just like this is this just feels like a turnaround time. And then <laughs> right. she gets bit. And then, of course, they just fall forward like a horde. Oh, yeah. downwards. Oh, but I just, I just thought, thought that was funny. They were terrifying. They were. They were oh. I was saying this to before you came on, Dylan. And uh, Had you ever seen Train to Be Song before? I watched like an hour and 10 minutes of it and then realized it was like two hours long. So I stopped <laughs> at the time. And then I was like, dude, I remember being really good. That's why I picked this. And I rewatched it last night. So I knew I knew I enjoyed it, but I also knew it was a long film. So yeah, so something somewhat similar as I I I watched it and I loved it. But if I had not rewatched this, if I just said, you know what, I'm just going to go in and try bluff, I would have just said this film is just all action, absolutely crazy, hugely yes. entertaining. All of which is true, mm, but there's a lot is. of tragedy in this film. Yeah, like, oh, uh, so and, much death. <laughs> and it's not like Michael Bay where he's kind of like it's just stupid, and then he tries to have this like real somber moment, and you're like, no, right. yeah. no. This film, every time it had that somber moment, the sisters, you know, the the, the couple, the, the, you know, a couple of big hits, and you're mm. kind of thinking like, God, that's awful. God, that's awful. Because it does a good, oh, yeah. good, a good job of fleshing out. a good out job. Of it. There was a story in it as well. Mm. It wasn't just right. a, mm. a free for all kind of action horror movie. It was, it, it was a horror movie as well. It was just just a horror movie. Yeah, you know? that's yeah. the suspense and that subtlety of when it was building to the event breakout on the train. Like right. that was so well done. Like the the father falls asleep. Like you can imagine, like everybody's gotten off shit early, had to get a shitty train, he does off. And like imagine if your kid wandered off in that kind of situation, and then like it builds so slowly that the event is happening around it before the people are reacting, and like you expect it to explode, you expect it to explode, and it kind of just builds very, very nicely and slowly. And then the father wakes up, and after the father wakes up, that's when it kind of starts kicking up a notch because you know he's the central protagonist, so we're kind of seeing it through his events or through his eyes. And that's what I liked about it, where it just it's very normal, even though there's a lot of abnormality going on around what's going on. Like it's yeah. just like the opening scene is just a guy going to work. It's like then he hits a deer. Yeah. How many times that guy probably hit a deer 12 times or something, you know? Because he just looks like he goes, ah, oh, the deer's dead. Um, my yeah. truck's not that damaged. I'm going. You know what he I mean? Heavily populated deer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just like that's uh, what I loved about it. It was very normal until it wasn't. Like just right. people commuting to work, people on a train, this guy going to drop his daughter off to see his ex-wife planning his day out. I'll be back by lunchtime, you know what I mean? It's just like yeah. But at the same time, we saw that girl get onto the train. We know shit's about to go down, but the characters mm. don't. And that's what I love about it. That 
it really holds on to its normalcy or normalcy for its characters. But at the same time, telling us that shit's going down in the background. Yeah, it's supposed to be a day. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. like you get on the train, you're commuting. One guy has a very disappointed hmm. daughter. Uh, uh-huh. He's let her down and she wants to visit her mother and he has yeah. to respect that. And, and right. then there's just the two elderly sisters as a couple. And eventually, it is, if you, if you got on a commuter train or, or subway tomorrow, it's what it would look like. It's yeah. just people, right. just people. Yeah. They definitely like, they definitely hit like the emotion factor on like all these personalities too. Mm. And I love, I love how they do that. And they don't really make it. It's not really that gory. Yeah. Really, no. You don't see like flesh tearing or anything. No, uh, no, like, you know, like tearing yeah. open the tummy and just pulling out yeah. the intestines and all that no. kind of like viscera. stuff you'd see. Yeah. The viscera is actually exactly the word. Mm. Um, no, you're right. You're right. And I also, but at the same time, you didn't think they were shying away from it. They didn't yeah. need no. it. The story, yeah, it perfect the story amount. worked. Yeah. Yeah. They, did. yeah. they used the like implied uh, uh, gore. Like they, they, they used a little bit of gore, but they only used it to heighten sequences, to heighten the terror in the characters and the same with the audience. But most of it was like implied gore, where it's like they'd get to another carriage and they'd slam the door shut and the people that didn't make it, you'd see the outline against the door and you'd see them all pushed up and then you'd see blood splatter. And then you're making out the story in your head, like, you know, and it's just, right. it, it's very clever because you feel like after you watch that movie, you go, geez, that was kind of gory. But when, if you watch it again, you go, actually, it's not. It's a lot of it's implied. A lot of it's yeah. like hidden behind <clears throat> a, a seat or a lot of it's like you're seeing the person being attacked as you're running away. So you're only seeing in glimpses, like you're just looking over your shoulder and you're gone. You look over again, the person's gone, you know, that kind of thing. And like we're, and in the meantime, you filled in the blanks as a viewer and you're like, oh, that's kind of gory. But like, yeah, but it's not like it's clever. Like, I like that. I, I like how they have them like that very first car, like where it just, they just kind of start ramping it up and then they're like towering over each other. I'm like, okay, this is going to be good. <laughs> yeah, oh man, when they start fucking pouring over each other like like yes. one mass, man, it's really it's really really well done. Like uh, like the the fact that it goes so quickly from like I the first time I saw this movie, I heard a lot about it, but I'd never seen it, and I didn't notice. Like I knew it was obviously going to be set on a train, Dooku's on, and it's a zombie movie. That's all I knew about it. And when I was watching, yeah. I'm like, it's getting into it nice and slow. It's getting into it nice and slow. And then as soon as the father wakes up and the infection starts breaking out on the train, uh, yeah, man, like when your one's walking down the aisle and the girl's on the back of her neck and she's just like fucking gnawing on her, and then like you know, as soon as she gets off. And the 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 hostess or whatever she'd be called, she turns and like after that, it's like the whole car, like that whole carriage just turned within like two minutes. Yes. And then like that, and then the, uh, as they're running away, you just see the whole fucking horde. Man, I, yeah. I fucking love that shit. Man. There was inconsistency with how, yes, and when I, I say inconsistency, how how quick they they turn because there was the business dude, the, the yeah. slimy motherfucker, uh, which is uh, which by the way, I just like to, it's always the thing with zombies. Though, side though. note: zombies aren't bad guys. Zombies just simply are. <laughs> So yeah, you do need yeah. a bad guy. Yeah. Like you need somebody <laughs> exactly. who's making actually objectively awful decisions that affect mm. people to protect himself or whatever Agreed. his motive may be. Yeah. And this one had it in space. Dawn of the Dead had the chalk on a guy, the, 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 the guy who was head of the army and he just kept fucking everybody over to keep himself alive. Um, but I think this had it as well in space. But he gets bit near the end of the movie and then I, it seems like he's probably bit a while yeah. but uh, but then there's people who are turn, like people in the carriage he gets bit uh, they, on the way to the the train it could yes. be a case of you get bit like nine ten even eleven times and obviously you transform really quick because you got literally taken down or like the, the location of the bite maybe 
Yeah, also, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If it's in your neck or somewhere like that. I think in zombie movies, this inconsistency has always been a case that you turn as fast as the storyteller needs you to turn. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I I think that's just the case. It is like, you know, it's like there are always these inconsistencies in zombie movies. Like, Walk of Dead does it the whole time. And then you could counteract and say, well, it is a virus. So it hits certain people quicker than others. But for the majority of the film, we were seeing almost instantaneous turning. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And you, you never see what started the pandemic, though. Yeah, that's, that's but here's a th- but here's the here's you the wouldn't though. you wouldn't like you unless you were like the president or something like that, and you get yeah. like information brought to your dad. Or you would just like or me because I'm yeah. smart. Yeah. If, you, if you were just a dude who was are. going to work that day, mm. and yeah, the shit just happens. You know that's yeah. that's what I love. I get, like, yeah, I, yeah, if you're I, looking I at it like from. If you're looking at it from that mindset, yeah, that that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Could you yeah. imagine, like, like if you're just on your commute and you're in such an urbanized area, like most of Korean cities are, like, fucking really heavily populated. You know what I mean? Because it's not a very huge country. That, like, by the time shit's happening, it's going to be on you the way it was in that movie. You're not like you're going to figure out answers or ways of dealing with it later on. But the actual event breaking out when you're on that kind of gro- your own personal ground zero is just like you can't look for answers or understanding in that moment. The only thing you could do is figure out how to survive the actual situation before you can actually figure out how to understand the virus. That's like something we talk about a lot in the zombie movies. Like you have to understand the virus to survive. And like, that's later on how to get better at understanding the, that their vision's based on movement, that they got really poor eyesight and low, uh, low light, that they react to sound, stuff like that. Like where they had to survive the initial kind of thing before you can actually understand it. And that's what they did pretty well. I thought that uh, they understand it uh, organically through kind of almost trial and error that they were figuring things out as they were happening, not because they were actually figuring things out and making them happen. You know, that kind of thing, like, is because that's the kind of way it would be that the information that you get would be stuff that you would gather after the event and not right. before the event. You know, I think the internet is always this place where we think we go to get our information. But I, I just remember even just recently when when we got recipes, lost Taylor Hawkins, the Foo Fighters drummer, and then you realize that, yeah, it doesn't predict the future. It's not like you can go on there and find out retroactively what happened. That information is simply not there yet. Mm, and we're just yep. so used to using it as this thing where we can just go and find out who starred in that movie. What was the name of this thing? What's the capital of this place? Of course, that's there. Yeah, but I also right. feel like sometimes if something happens and it's so forward thinking, as in like we we don't know. The only information that goes up there is something that somebody as leader has, has sat down and actually processed and put there. Mm, and I always right. think that if something happens too fast, yeah. It would just wipe, it would still wipe us out. And I do think that there's that naivety <laughs> that we all have that we could just like go and find stuff out at any given time because we are spoiled, <laughs> you know, yeah, as opposed yes. to like the way sometimes things are. And I remember just like being, you know, like being a Foo Fighters fan, I remember being quite hurt by that. And I wanted to find out what was going on. But then you realize it's simply just a case of it's in process mm, and right. you don't know because nobody knows. That's yeah. all there was to that. And I remember just kind of getting that reminder in that moment that this is literally happening in real time as opposed to something that I can just go and look up. Uh, so, yeah, I do. I, I do. I do think there's it's a all about that. how the information is disseminated, isn't it? How it goes yeah. through the population. Like, you know, it's like how quick can you find out something that we've caught back to? Because we just literally lived through it as the pandemic. Like the information that we found out, like it was probably about 
15% of actually all the information that's attached to that virus. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, as me and you and Noah, like just normal dudes, like people, I'm sure there's people in powerful places to know far more information about where it was found, how uh, it broke out, and all these kind of different things. All the information that all we can do is kind of uh, guess at. And like, that's what I love about these zombie movies that like nine times out of 10, they're giving us the perspective is given to us from a normal person on a normal day and something horrifically abnormal occurs and they have to survive the events, try to understand all these kind of things. And that's what I like about the, the, the information. It's so hard to get information nowadays. Like, even though it's like the internet and stuff, we can get information, but like most of the information we get is manicured. You know what I mean? Like the sort of manicured or it's distorted depending on people's agendas now that well, people, sorry, Dan. you got to think about it. Like, for example, this kid at my work got ran over by a car, right? Mm. A couple of days ago. We got ran over by a person the, driving a car. It in, the, the car in, the, in, the parking, <laughs> in the parking lot. And I was working inside. I never saw it. But by time I heard the actual story, I heard about seven different renditions of what yes. happened. Yeah, it turned it turned out like it was. Oh, we got Chinese ran over. They had to back off of him, and then it, but the real story was, oh, he his foot got ran over. You yeah, know, it wasn't wait, in the book. Oh my god. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just as fun. Yeah, you know, like it's like they're like the time a while back in. And our, in my hometown, I don't live there, but Noel is there now. That a guy got attacked, and there was like 15, 20 different versions of that story before the mm. truth actually came out. Like, and the, the story was plenty salacious. Yeah, he tried to yeah. break up a fight. He's actually somebody who was suffering with cancer who tried to break up a fight, and he got slashed in the face with a goddamn knife. And yeah, there's really video bad. of him bleeding. Like, it's plenty salacious. Like it's yes. not like you needed to add tears to it. It's yeah. tragic. It's awful. It's a, a terrible, yes. terrible, violent event. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it just. The Chinese whispers was like, and I heard it was like five of them. It was one. Yeah, a guy got killed. Two guys got killed. No, one guy like, and like, by the what? time the truth came out, it's a completely different story. That's just the way it is. Like yes. that's the, the way information is disseminated is one thing, but who is giving out that information? I just picture Tucker Carlson just kind of going, and is being a zombie so bad? Yeah. Just asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> They're still your friends. They're still your family. It's fine. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So unlock the basement. Let them out. Don't get bit. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Walking, Why are they telling you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking, walking dead or cheap labor. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> now you're getting like Fido vibes over here. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> but there is, there is. Um, I always like something that gets the blood kind of pumping in a horror movie. Yeah. I always think like horror is a few different things to me. I, I, I said it to Vinny and yeah. ad nauseum is that it's a very safe way to be uncomfortable. Just like well, you know. <laughs> and I, I think that this is an excellent example of that. But this this didn't have the discomfort of like uh, somebody opens the medicine cabinet and is washing their face and they close the medicine cabinet and there's somebody standing in the shower, that kind of thing. Right. No, this was very in your face. It wasn't subtle. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, there was because he actually cared about the characters. Mm. I actually cared what happened to that little girl. I yeah, care right. what happened to the father who was trying to protect her. Mm, like, right. those are, like, She's way actually... better at fake crying than her father's. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> but she, but I... you do. I was nervous for them. So you mm. forget that this isn't just a Fast and Furious 25 film. It's not. It's, yeah. it's well, a real film. The characters are almost sort of predictable, but not in a bad way. Mm. Like the bad business dude. Like I expected him to die, but I knew he was going to be one of the big characters throughout most of the film. Yeah, I can't think off the top of my head like Joffrey or something. I mean, he was scumbag to the absolute yes. god tier, like god yes. tier scumbag. Yeah, yeah, man. It's hey, just... you... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go, go ahead. 
No, no, uh, I, I was gonna say he's just kind oh of. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> two of you just need to kiss or something. Yeah, like, it's just, like, it's just, we're just here, Dylan. We're just here. I think <laughs> if if we didn't have the video, it'd be worse. Yeah, we just, <laughs> we just share our mind. It's just who we are. Yeah. whatever, whatever. No, like for me, it's like from the get go when he's kind of attacking that the good guy, the dad. You know, you're just like he needs to die. I don't like him. Like you just have that emotional attachment to that character. And you want it right straight away. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You did because especially a failing that is just the fact that it's not. He's he's let he's underwhelming. It's not that he didn't care. He's a right. guy who's not fatten. He's just not at the at the, at the races, and and you can tell that. But at the same time, he's a sympathetic character. He's human, right? And I do it just there's this moment where you just see somebody who's not perfect, but they are. But they do care and they do feel and they they they, they implanted that and then great because the zombies are the zombies like I said but just when they planted them against that seedy motherfucker I was like oh yep. my god <laughs> but well, that's done see- well I mean that actor hmm. like I mean if I met that actor I would have to shake his hand to stop myself from punching him in the face. He's <laughs> <laughs> like dude dude you you watched him straight up son I'm fine this like where's that man's Oscar because you know, an actor should make you believe and should make you feel and that guy did both because yes. I believed he was a scumbag and I felt yeah. he should die horrendously. Like, <laughs> yes. yeah. It was really well done, though, because like uh, the one time like you're like, oh, no, get away from the zombies. The zombies are these horrible monsters. And the, ed- the other time you're like, I just want him to die. As yeah. long as he dies, <laughs> like, it's like, that's the really good acting. Like, it's like, he's a really good villain because like the whole way through it, you're like, the zombies are horrific monsters. But as long as that dude dies, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the zombies yes. are soulless, you know, like, like, yeah. like Dylan. Uh, the, the... <laughs> you can never be a pirate, man. It's not his fault. Oh man, I would love to be a pirate. That'd be awesome. <laughs> You'd make a good pirate, man. Uh, but, no, but, they, they, they are, but they're not the bad guys. You know, it's like uh, it's like a, you know, if you see a scene and there's just somebody being hunted by hmm. dogs or hunted by wolves or something like that, and you're just kind of thinking, like, what you are is in an incredibly unfortunate situation. Yes, it, it, yeah, that's no, all it is. You're, you're out in the them. wild. You wouldn't have to be like you're like I see a guy getting hunted down by wolves. <laughs> he <laughs> is in a very unfortunate situation. And he's just like rolls up the window. His things are <laughs> quite annoying. <laughs> hey, dude, can you keep it down? I'm trying to listen to my radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nature, isn't it grand? And he just like starts up the ignition and drives away. <laughs> <laughs> But that's you know zombies they do fall into that they're not even like they weren't honestly if I was if I was to be placed on that train in that situation mm. I feel like I would honestly be hiding behind the dude and the the pregnant couple the guy Gig the mesh he's the badass <laughs> like he's that badass in the film oh like, he no he's a hundred percent the badass <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and of course, his death is so tragic because they just didn't let yes. them back in because and I love that this is where the actual storyline is. People mm. are shitty when they're afraid. People mm, are right. shitty anyway. But when people yeah. get afraid, they can be super shitty. Yeah. And each and every one of us placed in the actual right scenario could be really shitty. Yeah. Oh, I'd already said before that I would sacrifice you. Yeah, well, I know. Like, I mean, if you know, if I'm if I'm I mean, after doing something like heroic and you're just kind of like there with your daughter. And yeah, I know. Right. Uh, so, like. I would like literally push you into the horde immediately, even if I was there by myself. I mean, even if both of us could escape, I'm yeah. just like, just in case. If, if I was with, like, if I was with my loved ones, my wife, my kids, 
that would literally be the people I cared about. The rest of you would be like, yeah. I'd use you to my advantage. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be just, just like with Benny and we're obviously escaping. And I realized there's just one ham and cheese sandwich and I really want it. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to have to share it. Because yeah, like, I'm, no, no, I'm only going to be hungry again in an hour. hour. <laughs> and I'm just like, Benny just like falling off the side of the train. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Benny? He, uh, uh, he didn't make it. It's just me with a sandwich. Awful. Zombie hordes. Well, and not to get away, stray away from this film, but like in Walking Dead, when Shane shoots that dude in the leg just so yeah. he can get away. Oh, it's... And then he changes the story. You know, he's like, no, nah, no, that's something. They're like, no, no, that wouldn't have been Otis. Yeah. Yeah. And like, come on, why would you send Otis? Even if he knew what the stuff looks like, I'm like, dude. I'm trying to escape. I'm going to do it by myself. And uh, your life decisions are catching up with you right now. Oh, sure. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? If anybody right. is over like 25 stone weight and they're not like six foot six and they're carrying them poorly, we're getting hunted by a zombie horde. I'm going to push them over and I'm going to run away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they're going to be eating you for a while, fella. But that's what good zombie horror movies are. It's how tenuous civility yeah. is. Mm. Right, how oh, tenuous yeah. society is. Yeah, well, and, and the primal and savage. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and I, <laughs> I like how in like Busan, the reality of the situation is that there's not a lot of weapons to grab. Notice that there's not many weapons. There's the baseball kid with the bat. Yeah, and you're on a train, man. You're yeah, on a exactly. train. You know, you're just going to work. And yes. they, they're well, and they do that. They definitely touch on that. They don't, you know, there's not these random ass guns everywhere or axes or you know, it's just them. And their surrounding area. That's it. Yeah, like uh, they, that's like uh, one thing they, they did really well was like this, the confines of the train and the fact that they didn't know weapons and shit. But like when they had to get off the train and try to get back on it, a couple occasions, you know, where like they got uh, Dijon Station or some shit like that, where they get yes. off and they the loads of people. Are, man, the stairs isn't the stairs the worst place to be caught when you're getting attacked by a zombie horde? Oh God. my god, that scene was terrifying. And they're on the escalator going down. So even if they were to run up, yeah, it's, they're going uh, slow. Oh man, it's a bitch, man. Like that's like straight away. Remember the dude's the pregnant woman, he just like threw her onto the next one. He's just like, yes. oh, man, it's the only thing you do, man. Like if I'm going up the stairs and anyone's below me and they're not my loved ones, zombie hordes coming after me, they're getting pushed down the stairs. All I'm saying, and I'm gonna just put it out there. I'm warning people so they avoid me in these situations. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, cause like a zombie hordes coming after me. I don't know you. You're a couple of steps behind me. I'm running up some downward going escalators we're yeah. like come on we're like the situation's completely against me i'm kicking some motherfuckers down those stairs is all i'm saying yeah you, Dylan? right Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> no they, yes i definitely would be man when we when they're going down the escalator you just see like that horde of them the military zombies just down there i'm like well fuck time to turn around <laughs> it wouldn't even be a hesitation i'd just be done i don't i wouldn't even be telling people i would just turn around and go yeah you know, at least sneak out the back you're like, yeah, I could imagine you like get your wife. She's like, I'm wearing you as a backpack till I make you back to that trip. Just like throw her on your fucking. I'd be like, kid under one arm, like God. I'd be like, come on, we just have to run up these stairs, and then we're just at freedom. And I'd be like, I'm already dead. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the train that has several carts full. Stairs. Of yeah, I'm just like stairs. Oh, oh man, like I, if if I was in that situation after seeing this movie, I'm just gonna stand at the top of the stairs and just see how it plays out. <laughs> you know I mean? All I'm saying is, man, you get get me on a downward going escalator. I'm running up it. People coming behind me, they're getting kicked. 
right? Not only they're getting kicked, right? Like if Noel's there, I'm not even going to get on the stairs. I'm just going to throw him down, ball and ball it. I think that's the best way to get well, down the stairs. If you're in a zombie apocalypse, yeah, would you even bother? I wouldn't even get on an escalator to begin with if I don't know what's down there. Oh man, I'm like, not gonna get on a, a trapped. A, you just you're trapped with a group of people. Yeah, I'm staying on the train. I was already <laughs> safe on the train. Right, safe ish. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all relative. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, and honestly, did, did you did I don't know how the subsystem works there. I know like regular train cars, like carrying stuff, you can detach. Yeah, like the carriages. So you have to I turn didn't around. Do I? Yeah. No, no, no. You could detach. You, well, you could detach a carriage. Yeah, not about turning around. You wouldn't have to turn around, you know. No, no, oh, no. So trains face other directions, don't they? Yeah. So they. Can... Oh, well, actually, yeah, yeah. That's it. You can, or sometimes you don't have a whatever you would call the conductor, the conductor pit. It's caboose. You, you could just look, look uh, back one up into the other side and take it the other way, but it doesn't always necessarily have a conductor pit on either side. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, that's that's the thing about train. I mean, again, I, I I go back to the point. I thought a train was an excellent setting for a movie like this. Yes. Mm. Such an excellent setting. It, it, it had that, I don't know, it had that under, yeah, it had that assault and precinct 13 times 10. So a precinct, assault and precinct 130. <laughs> uh, <and laughs> you really labored for the answer there. Didn't I you? did. did. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you, you all loved it. You're both sluts. But, um, <laughs> but I do, I, I, I thought that it was just such a, such an incredibly high octane. Again, you know, when they get up in the station, like we were talking, yes. about, and everybody goes to shit, and you're like, somehow, this is worse than the train. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I, rather be back in the train. To my surprise, yeah. this, I admit that this is actually worse than the well, train. And like on the news when they're in the train, and this plays into where we're at now, but like, and they see the helicopters with them falling off of it into the parking lots and then yeah. like getting up and going after people. And I'm like, oh shit, they're, they're falling out of the sky. Mm-hmm. And then like they see the horde of zombies and they're going back. Well, then they're breaking through glasses and falling out of the building on top of the train. Like, mm. it's just, I mean, it's just a mess. Just zombies everywhere. You're fucked kind of situation, you know? Do you remember when he, like, the poor bastard, he finally gets the door locked and then they smash through the glass? <laughs> Literally, they're, he's struggling. He's str- and as soon as it, you just start hearing a crack, like, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, literally bought him no time. <laughs> After all that struggle, bought him no time. <laughs> like, you know, like, but desperate, that, you know, when things don't, I love when stuff feels right. Sometimes, like, it feels like something goes wrong, and then yeah. something goes right, and then something goes wrong, and it feels storied and cared. But you yeah. know, when something just kind of goes wrong mid scene, mid sentence, I love that. You know, yeah. I mean, the, the, the jokey, but one thing that comes to my mind is um, Deep Blue Sea when Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> But it, as silly as it was, it was just kind of against the grade. You feel like, okay, we're in the middle of a scene now, and the next scene is going to be the action scene, and the next scene is going to be the, and then in the middle of the scene, something crazy happens. You kind of going, wow, actually that that injected something, and this film did that right. a lot. Like again, when they fall through the roof and it all kind of collapses and stuff like that. I thought you didn't know what was going to happen, and that right. again horror is a comfortable way to feel uncomfortable again that uncomfortableness was there throughout and i just thought like that's a hundred percent like no matter what situation you're in if there's zombies you're pretty much fucked unless it's dark yeah Mm. well that's what i was saying the thing about zombies is relentlessness so when you're sitting there trying to like what it takes to keep us entertained or even just sane is so high but they don't have that they're just going to keep going keep going 
and keep going. And that's what's so terrifying. It's the numbers and the relentlessness. Yeah. And this, but, but you're on a train. So it's not like you're kind of going, ah, oh, it's a good thing I brought like, you know, a huge suitcase full of tin fucking food with me. Yeah. And, right. And, and, and a rifle. And, you know, it's just <laughs> to, to work at my rifle and tin food store. Right. <laughs> I like I like the idea though you want to come up with, you know, um the kind of simplistic solutions to do a lot in this movie. It's like when they're trying to get away from the zombies, and they figure like your man's like, Oh, he can't work the door. And then like she just lets go of the door, and then your woman's like, Oh, if they only came after us after they saw us. And like immediately, like the the water and the newspaper, like you know, it's it's really really simplistic the solutions to come up with, but they're all kind of realistic in such an unrealistic environment. Yeah, it makes sense, like you know, and stuff you can come up with on the flight. It's, yeah, on a train. Cause it's not, yeah, because it's not like you need to like. It, here's the schematics for the train, and here's yeah. you know, my wife. My wife even pointed that out because she's watching it. She goes, "That was really smart with the newspaper in the water." Yeah, it's clever, though, wasn't it? Like you know, what yeah. I mean? like. And it's it's really easy to like, later on to use a fire extinguisher, like you know what I mean, and like it's just stuff that's available there. Like I just I just thought there's a lot of thought put into that stuff that everyday people have a knowledge of. It's not like one character is just like, oh yeah, I happen to uh, work on trains. I just uh, I had a 45 year stellar career, and I just happened to retire recently. So what I'm going to show you is the the, the internal internal structure of each carriage, and I'm going to show you like it didn't try to be overcomplicated or just no. high concept. It's just like. It's like, okay, how can everyday people figure out solutions that would be on a train and how would they use that to the benefit of their survival? And it's just so fucking well done. It's just like, like they use like, um, one guy uses like waving belts, like wraps on his hands so he can like, you know, block a bite. And another guy uses like a, like a, his jacket and he tapes it up. Another guy that like, gets magazines or some shit, like stuff. Like It's yeah. just very clever. Like, you know, except why would you take off your jacket? I'm going to tell anybody, if a zombie's coming after you, put on more clothes. Don't put, no okay, you know what I mean? Why do people always like, oh, I'm in a t-shirt. You see my muscles. Layers. Like, you layers, know what I mean? layers, it's funny layers. you said that. I seen, a, and this is so off topic, but you just kind of made me laugh and remember some. I remember there was a, a sheep farmer who said he found a sheep that he'd lost a couple of years ago, but because his wool had never been cut, yeah. <laughs> all of the wolves and stuff, he had scars and stuff like that. <laughs> but the fucker was alive. I remember you know, that. There was yes. just nothing to get at. You know what <laughs> yeah, the sheep just like, goes and sucks his legs. <laughs> I, I remember his that throat, you couldn't get his belly, and he's like hard headed enough that he could give himself a bit of a fight. Yeah. And I just, yeah, and I just remember thinking, like, yeah, you're right, like, just fucking, like, they're not at, smart. At, well, at some point, you know, those wolves in the area are probably like, now fucking don't even bother. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. You know what? Exactly. They do just kind of gone. This cost. In fact, I'm more hungry now because I've yeah. been yeah. trying to take out this fucker, and now <laughs> I'm, 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 you know, and, and, and now I'm fucking tired. You know, yeah, they say predators do that in the wild, that they do this kind of cost-benefit analysis right before they hunt something that they can work out in their head how much energy they will expend. Oh yeah, um, and how much they'll actually get. So they like that's well, I mean, a lot they haven't eaten in a week, mm. like literally a week, a full week. Yeah. So they know that whatever it is they do it needs to be worth it yeah uh, yeah exactly because like if i don't catch it like you, you, they could die from not actually catching from the hunt itself and that's why you'll see wolves and shit that won't go near a small game a lot of the times unless they're really desperate that they'll wait till they get something substantial like you know what i mean it's like but like that's that was that's a cool thing about the wild and shit like but like in this when you figure out that the bite is the way that they fucking transport the disease or spread on the disease like the first thing you'd be doing is like, how do I protect myself from being bitten? And nobody seemed to really do that to any kind of effect in this fucking movie. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? A guy, the guy actually was on a baseball team and he takes out a bag of equipment and he doesn't get baseball mitts. 
yeah like you know what i mean like you know the first thing i'd be getting is like a a made from one hand and have a bat in the other and then i'd have a magazine taped where it's covering 90 percent of my hand everything except for my my fingers right you know what i mean like it's that's like i just that's one thing that really always annoyed me about the walking dead it's like yeah okay it's hot why are you going around in like a sleeveless leather waistcoat darren for the entire like seriously dude like you know i'd be straight away i'd be getting anything that's made out of leather anything that's made out of denim and I'll be putting right. it on me because like the, the 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 survive everybody knows like if you're seeing someone getting bit in the turn, you go okay, the bite is out of doing it, so I'll make sure I don't get bit. And like like he's little like your one's going around like a little skirt like the whole way through it. It's like of course you're going to die. Like, yes. You know what I mean? Like put a pair of pants, you fucking idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they don't. They really don't try it. Like there's a they have he fill, picks up that shield at one point. Yeah. Uh, in the film, but there's not a whole lot of like oh I should guard myself. Yeah. Put on a coat, like you know what I mean. Like, you know, like, like uh, there's plenty of people there that have plenty of luggage. I'm like, you know, I just I never understood that. But see, I think there's one thing to point out here, and that's like in American films, like Americans are always like fed the fear of dying. You know, like we're supposed to fear death. Yeah. But then you go over to these other countries, and they actually celebrate. You know, their yeah. ancestors yeah. and stuff. They don't. They don't fear death. So I don't, I think that might kind of play into this where they, they're not worried about that. They're just worried about getting away. Yeah. But my Antonia, you start trying to eat me, I'm going to be putting on layers. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. ca- Canadian tuxedo, I'll be all denim. Yeah. <laughs> like, 100%. Right. Uh, it's like, they never understood that. Like, I, the guy Milton in The Walking Dead, he had the right idea. It was like a dog uh, tax suit. Remember he wore that thing to protect himself from yes. Uh, that, that's genius man you know what i mean like like leather makes perfect sense to me i think because it's hard to right. bite you better like you know i've tried all right no i was caught offshore right quick story quick story <laughs> right pretty much i was the only one to survive because i was the one to ate the leather and they all <laughs> pretty much what happened oh yeah let's keep it simple i, I respect that it's <laughs> our role you know there was cannibalism after the diet I was the only survivor. I don't know who did the cannibalism, but I was the only survivor. So let's just put it that way. I'd walk around in a latex dog suit. S and M suit. Yeah, S and M. Yeah, man, that'd be a good idea, though. Anything that's pure leather, anything like his latex strong though. Like, you know, imagine that it's just like the zombies just like uh, looking at just like what the fuck? You just look over there, just like gnawing on your your arm, you just don't give a shit. And then just like come out with one of them whips. Everyone's like, run, run. No, no, man. This I do this every night. Yeah, just like you're like, yeah, work out the knot on my back. Yeah, just work. <laughs> Oh man, that'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me ask I, you. Sorry, Dylan, you were going to say go something. No, All right, do it, I was going to say. So you didn't like. An, it was an hour and ten minutes or something. You met into it uh, the last time. It was a long movie or whatever, yeah. and you weren't feeling it. Uh, did you feel like, well, that's on me because this is actually a pretty killer movie. A hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. And actually, the second time I watched it, have, you know what Redbox is? You heard of it? Yeah. Okay, well, it's you can rent movies on it. It's just now it's an app, kind of like yeah. Netflix and stuff. Well, if you watch it free, there's a lot of ads. Yeah, a lot of ads. <laughs> and this was a free one on Redbox, and they kept doing the same ads. So, like, the zombies would be getting ready to attack, and then it'd cut to a scene of people like eating pizza, <laughs> like, literally the whole film. I think there was probably 10 sets of commercials in that hour and 20 minutes. Like, it was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but I, I was like, just I, I bared through it because it was a good film, man. Like it's, it's a great movie. It keeps you going. The only reason why I cut out the last time was because it was like three in the morning and I had to work the next day. Boo, boo work, boo work. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how much more time is there? There's like another forty-five minutes. I was like, nah, man, I got, I got to get up in four hours. I, <laughs> I get off the next stop. <laughs> <laughs> but there is, but I no. Do- you're right. The tension span is small sometimes, isn't it? You know, yes. especially yes. when you're tired, man. If you're oh tired, yeah, man. Seriously, so many. Good it, it's hard to enjoy something when you're tired too. Yeah, it or takes away, you, especially something that you even like. It's something you're enjoying. Sometimes if it's a crappy movie, you'll actually sit through it because you'll kind of doze or daydream. Yeah. Yeah. When you're watching something, you're kind of like a conversation with Noel. Thank you. But it's like something that feels like it's worth your time. And in a way, it's a, it's it's a like a backhanded compliment to actually kind of turn it off and just kind of say, yes, if I'm going to watch it, I'm going to watch it. But I, I, I'm i mm. not there. I'm not yeah. there right now. Well, and, and for example, last Halloween, there's a lot of like haunted houses around here and haunted forest attractions. Mm. And um, we were at one, it was like a two mile haunted forest. And literally the whole time I had to pee, there's no portal potties or nothing. And like, there's people watching. You can't just step to the side and piss because there's too many people. Mm. Um, I couldn't enjoy the scare because I was so focused on, man, I really got to go pee. Similar to being super tired. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Similar to being tired. You just, you're distracted. You can't really enjoy the film. Yeah, man, I kind of had that when I went to see The Return of the King, Lord of the Rings in cinema. Uh-huh. The last 15 minutes of that movie, I was busting the gun for a piss, man. And I was just uh-huh. like, please end. Fuck <gasps> sake, Peter Jackson, how many endings? And you don't want to step away because, like, yeah. this is so good. You know? Yeah, because I knew it was the end. Of the movie. Nobody's pausing it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Oh, the worst. And you're just like that. You're looking at the leader one and you're just like, should I? Should I? <laughs> <laughs> Should I? And I was like, maybe not. Decent exposure. Can but I no, it again? was. It was a well. <laughs> it was definitely a, a well written and well played film, like all the way through, hundred percent. Yeah, man, the pace of the movie is fucking excellent. Like it's like yes, like the the do do uh, they do have some lulls, but you don't really feel them too badly because no. yeah. they they use they the care lull. about the characters. So even yeah. with lulls, it's not like no, no more zombies. You actually like shit. Are they okay? Yeah, Cause that was because that was huge. That scene and that we just got through was huge. They use the lulls to, to build tension as well. Like you know, yeah. that's you know what I mean. Because when the lulls are happening, that you're finding out information on the screens of the TV or the people on the news reports and shit like that. That. Like literally, you're like you're getting a better understanding of the events, but like at the same time, like it's building tension because you know the shit's getting out of hand, and it's only right. a matter of time before you're in the thick of it again. Like you know what I mean? And like it's all about relative safety the whole entire movie. Like you know what I mean? They're like you go from danger to danger, but you're hoping that the dangerous situation you're in is just slightly less dangerous than the one you were in. It's like you said earlier on, no, it's like you never thought the chain be safer. You know what I mean? Like you know when you're running yes. away from the stairs, like you know. Like you think a train's confined <laughs> when you're caught on a flight of fucking escalators. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, just... it, I think one person that you really got to give props to that you don't see a whole lot is the conductor himself. Yeah. Because yeah. he's such a great guy. Like, okay, what should I do? I, I'm, he's like willing to help as much as he can. He's not like, yeah. no, this is what they're telling me to do. I'm only doing this. Once mm. you meet him, like in that train station in Dijon or whatever, like, okay, he's a cool dude. He's trying to help them. Mm. You know, and you really, but you really don't see him a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually Even, without building the character too much, 
if yes. the first you're introduced to them in a crisis situation mm-hmm. and they do the right thing. That yeah. is worth so much exposition. Yeah. So I don't know what his marriage status is. I don't know what he Nothing. has kids. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't need to. All yeah. I know is that it, it was a crisis moment and this was the thing that he was told and this is the thing he's going to do, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But the thing is, he was doing the thing that I'm just trying to help people. I, I don't, I, I'm, whatever badness is going on is not going to be on me. Mm. And that, that is an incredible way to make you care about a film. Uh, sorry, a character quite quickly. And despite the fact this is two hours long, it's so action packed. Yeah, that, that they can't really delve too much again, like the two sisters. Yeah, it was right. just very obvious, just, just the way they were dressed and the way they were with each other, that they were yes. incredibly close. And straight away, your brain started filling in this exposition that they didn't really have time to bog mm. it down with. And it would have bogged down the story, we didn't need it. Uh, and you know, it's a, it's a huge pivotal moment as well there in the film when the sister gets bit and your one opens yeah. the carriage, but um, but it's, it's just fast and it's clever. This film was yeah. clever. There's the only part of that that I didn't really enjoy was the sister when she's looking at her through the glass and her sister's surrounded by the zombies and her sister's one. But she's just kind of like looking off in the distance all slow and shit. And you're like, no, man, that's not what the rest of the zombies are doing. Yeah. uh, You should be on that screen trying to attack her sister. Yeah. And and your one opens the door and like massacres everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Like harsh. That's the only thing. Like I I loved how they kind of portrayed it. But that one particular thing where they just kind of showed the sister like all slow-mo, that just didn't play into the zombie character in the film. Yeah, they were just trying to get hit for a dramatic beat, wasn't it? Yes. Which is fine, but they could have done it a different way. Maybe they she opens the door and her sister's the one who eats her or something, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Why did she open the door? I think she's missing her sister so much, but she's also very disgusted with what just went on in the carriage yeah. is where like they get back and it's that scumbag in the suits fault that, that we lost Gilgamesh and, mm. Gilgamesh. and they, they get thrown <laughs> into another carriage. And you one's like, well, I've the only person I care about is my sister. They obviously felt like very insular women where they're yeah. probably, you know, they didn't have much family. Did you say they're banging each other, dude? I said insular. I did not say. <laughs> I thought you said incestuous. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> insular lesbians. For some reason, <laughs> those, for some reason I'm getting something dirty. I'm getting hungry right now. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I think that like uh, she was like she, like she was with Berman. Like she was a scum. Really, hmm. really bad people. And the only person she cared about was her sister. And maybe, right. maybe yeah. this is better. Like yeah. maybe this is better. Like maybe the world needs. These people very little, and maybe I need the world very little. So yeah. I actually thought it was kind of. Do you think she was, was looking at her sister and she's like, "Look at her, so much energy now." It's got a lot of drive. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Look how white is she? Her sciatica is gone. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. <laughs> you know, what I mean, that could be me too. You know, <laughs> the scene. So when when they're like talking to each other on the phone, the baseball guy and the, and the girl in the skirt, and she's like, "Oh, they're heading to us," and then that douchebag goes, "Oh, well, we're not letting them in." And then they get to the door and all like that swarm of zombies is coming. They're not letting him in. Like the shit tied off and stuff. You're yeah. like, come the fuck. Like you actually, yeah. like me and everybody that was watching it with me was like so into it. They were like, what the fuck? Like so pissed off at this guy. Yeah. You know? Like they they did it so well. Carriage fifteen. They had to make him carriage nine to carriage fifteen or some shit. That was that yeah. was one of the best parts of the whole movie. Though Austin's like trying to sneak through up in the fucking. The, the baggage area and shit like that uh-huh. like you know what I mean like it, it was really really well done though because they so so little to work with to build the tension on a train that right. the, one of the best ways to do was segmenting the carriages <clears throat> 
And like, and yes. then they have that fucking douchebag then at the end fucking caused it. Like, like he cost Gil- Gilgamesh to die. Like, it's like, that's the, like, the whole way through it though. Like, you just want anyone to survive that was not him. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's yes. such an asshole, man. Yeah. He, he was, but he was a supremely good actor, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, he, he, was. like he did his job extremely well. Well, oh. you see, there's two main characters and it's the father and that douchebag. And they both make it to the end, mm. to the last, you know, 15 minutes or so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, point, yeah. I just thought, like, it's like when he's on that train at the end, that, like, when the dude comes out, I'm just like, push him over the edge. Why are you making such a big deal about it? Like, yes. push him over the edge. Like, there's huge <laughs> gaps all along the edge of the train. I'd be like, oh, all right, uh, the dude's mostly blind. I'm just going to push him onto his back, and then I'm just going to kick him off the side of the train. Like, no, <laughs> or even just let him come at you and then just sidestep him he's a mindless zombie <laughs> <laughs> like you know what i mean like, like so like, okay so let's can, can we backtrack for a minute the, where they're getting back on the train and they're taking or no they get into the different train mm. and they're taking off and the zombies are piling up and they're great and one of them's like grabbing on to the train that's fucking awesome that was a that whoever the, the director whatever that was intense like you don't see that in other films the, the chain of zombies where they're kind of yes. climbing up along each other. Yes. Yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. And then that one, like, is, like, fucking, I don't know, like, just climbing up them and, like, super fast speed and then jumps at him. Yeah, man. Like, that's what, it reminded me of World War Z at times like that because in, in World War Z, they had that kind of hive mentality where it's like, we just throw wave and wave and wave as long as the infection can get after you it's not more like yeah. they're not even thinking about themselves almost it's almost like we create this body so one one part of the infection can try to get on the train it's always about the infection trying to spread itself and that's why to me like you know at times it did remind me of world war z because of like this kind of ferocious nature of the zombies where they were just always about it was nearly less about the need to feed but just more about the need to spread the infection you know that kind of thing Right. Uh, that's what I fucking loved about it, where they just throw themselves at the back of that carriage at the end, where they're just like literally climbing up along each other. Like, you know what I mean? It's just fucking very well done. Agreed. No, yeah, what do you it think? Was, it was, oh, yeah. I just thought it was, I always thought that the, I never really, again, when I was saying earlier, I didn't really know what was going to happen next, but I always thought that yeah. uh, the zombies were going to have a huge say. So, despite not actually representing much in the way of character, that Your they character. actually. New York character, um, but I, I also thought that they were. Your I don't character. know. I always say, do you know? Do you know when you were used to play old games on the Sega Genesis or whatever, and it used mm. to be like they were they were more basic, but there used to be like a time component, and they used to really really make me uncomfortable. Even mm. had a conversation with this before, and uh, I always f- felt like whatever it is you're doing, like you're make, coming up with a plan, and fair enough, you're in a carriage and you're you're no, you only have X amount of minutes before all of this goes to shit. And yes. time, and I thought that was such a really a great template for a movie. And again, it goes back to what I said earlier. It's not like uh, you're on the top of a building and a mall, and you've set up all sorts of barricades yeah. and you fortified. You're not. You're not. You have no safety. You have a tiny respite where you can take a couple of deep breaths, mm. and then you have to keep going. So I, I, you know, I just thought that was such a fucking excellent, excellent component of the movie. When when they're trapped between the two trains that are like piled in on each other, mm. that scene that that was so dramatic. Like on both sides, like you see through the side of the train, <laughs> these zombies just like ready to come at you. Mm, and then the, way- that, the homeless character, like you're, you're like, okay, he's there. 
Well, yeah. And then they like make him the hero in the situation. You're like, that's pretty badass. Man, I love the way they pour out. Remember when they break the window? Yes. They kind of just fucking pour out that train like water yeah. almost, yes. man. Like just the immensity of it. It's just like that's how they get you. Like it's just they pile on you. Like, you know what I mean? It's just fucking awesome. Like uh, uh, one thing that made me though, you know, the when they do get away from them and they make it onto the, the train when they're trying to get out of there, the, the last kind of locomotive. Like immediately after that dude attacks him, he turns the dude into like the one thing you don't do is if you're protecting your loved one, your daughter, or something from someone that's trying to attack them, make sure you stay in between the two of them. (laughs) It's the first thing he does is turn him around in the way that he's in. I'm like, okay, dude, it's a narrow space. All you have to do is stand your fucking ground. (laughs) That really ain't fucking me, man. Like if that badass dude was still alive, he would have just grabbed the fucker, thrown him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Remember when he grabs the zombie and he kind of holds him sideways yeah. and he like They're literally like, holds all the other zombies back with him. Yes, with a zombie. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like seriously, like I just thought like at the end, like it was so good at building drama that the last few minutes there was a lot of kind of stupid decisions made that yes. kind of seemed like there was out of character for some of the characters that were in it. You know, when what I mean? when he sees the douchebag. I, I don't know his name. That's why I'm calling him douchebag. <laughs> he's sitting in the in the the conductor chair when he opens the door, and he come gets up and he's like coming out. He's clearly infected because he's, yeah. <laughs> he's and he's infected. still he's like talking to him. Like this is the perfect opportunity <laughs> for you to just grab this dude to get rid of him. Yeah. Like there's. There's literally no, why? Why are you letting him talk? Yeah, even Dylan, I like I'd even say that there's so much cause for him, even if he wasn't infected, to kill him anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like literally yes. just seeing that dude, the minute you see him, you should be throwing him off the train. Yes. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> like immediately, whether he's infected or not, like, listen to it, like I no hesitation. Go, I would be like, what where do you work? He goes, I work in advertising. <laughs> Worse than the zombies, straight away. Just off the train. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like that just like on a normal, very peaceful day. Oh, sorry, what do you do? Advertising in front of the train. <laughs> you know, just like right. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? I just don't understand like the, the decisions at the end because like that dude could easily have survived if he'd have made like any good decisions in the in the climax of the movie. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? There is a thing where there was like despite the fact that he was quite flawed as a dad, there was a thing where he wasn't actually that all that flawed as a human being ultimately. Right. Where there was these kind of brutal choices that he could have made. Like, I mean his company caused the woman. Yeah, his company caused the outbreak. Um, yeah. But like a pregnant woman, for example, would not would would not be the greatest thing to bring along. It, it wouldn't it wouldn't ensure your survival because obviously she's in she's in a state where it's going. She she's being pregnant is quite taxing. So you would think that. <laughs> Well, no, I'll go, I'll go with the big Gilgamesh dude and, and more Gilgamesh fucking dudes. But he was actually trying to do the right thing, ultimately. He's just a bit of a fuck-up in his personal life. Yeah. So, unfortunately, it's like one of these films where you're like, yeah, if you were... Like, look at, again, like a scumbag suit guy. He almost made it to the very end by being a scumbag. Yeah. Yes. And it was the juxtaposition nice of scumbag. Yeah. But, but and, they and, both and, died. And, you know, right. they both died. Yes. Like you know, just just happened that the other people survived. One guy got to that last train or uh, coach by being righteous, and the other guy got there by being a scumbag, and they died within a minute of each other. Mm. And and what was left was it wasn't so much that they had done something to survive. Unfortunately, with the absolute randomness of life, sometimes the people who walk away from the car crash, whatever whatever situation you want to have, are the people who just do. It's not like a thing that yeah. you did. 
Yeah, just like yes. in all of the chaos, somebody came out and everyone else didn't, and or, that is a story as old as time. Or oftentimes you survived because of actions that other people did, not because oh, yeah, of something you did. Yeah, you know, like the bar- the final mm. the final thing is where she she didn't she absolutely messed up a recital is because in my view that she wanted to do it for her <laughs> she wanted to impress oh, her you criticizing you know? her recital, dude? Yes. <laughs> yeah, earlier on. But then at the end, the, the, the sniper has a bead on them yeah. and uh, she starts singing the song because yeah. obviously she felt a little bit emboldened because her dad had just given him up his life for her yeah. and that saves both their lives. And I thought that, I mean, you're t- you're t- if you want to talk poignant, that shit's poignant. That's fucking yes. amazing. Yeah, because the song was for him. That's what she said, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. yeah. And it's just, you know, that's beautiful. Like That's mm. really, really good. Because imagine if he just I, like just took the two of them out. Contact. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, kill him, cool. Yeah. 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 This one's chai. Contact. I'm going to call you singing. And, and you never actually see how to kill them, right? Like, there's never, like, you never know how to kill the zombies. So, the whole film, they never say, oh, it's a headshot or oh, it's this. Yeah, you don't. It's there's all, no, the standard thing is the brain. Yeah, because yes. the whole movie is just all about surviving, isn't it? It's yep. like, like there's very, like, did even like they probably kill a couple of zombies in there, like when they're fist fighting and shit like that. Yeah. But like, literally, it's always about get to the next carriage, get the next carriage, get back on the train, get out here. It's always like that's what I love about this movie that it's like it is one almost long chase sequence, and, and it's more of like a realistic like rabies outbreak style thing yeah. you know that's more realistic than like walking dead zombies and stuff like that like this something similar to this like a, a virus could actually become like reality this would be the scenario yeah exactly this would be more realistic like, and if it was to behave and act like a, a, a virus it would try to replicate in the same way and in such an aggressive manner the way viruses do and that's why you know the zombies in this if they are all about replicating the virus that they would behave in a, in a manner like this because if the virus is aggressive and they keep the same traits as the virus and it looks to aggressively spread and once it spreads it always does it just like wants to spread more wants to spread more once because like, they never really like stop and start eating people they, they'll bite you and go on to the next person they bite you go on to the next person and so right. it's kind of like that where it's all about the spread of the virus and that's what i liked about this is like it's it, a virus if it does spread um aggressively and the, the zombies are the living embodiment of the virus would they not act aggressively you know what i mean if they take on right. the, uh, the personality of it if you will like you know that's what i like about it where it's a different take on zombies where a lot of the classic zombie is where they just have that need to feed whereas this it seems to be they just have the need to spread the virus as quickly and the most aggressively as possible like you know and because they kind of go dormant like look, you see the army dudes when they're coming down off that train station they were just standing around you know what I mean? I, and as soon as one guy saw them, immediately, like, they all saw it. It was like, a, yep. like you know what I mean? It's like, we got to spread the virus. We got to spread yep. the virus. You know, and that's what I liked about it, you know. It kind of reminded me of, it, the, you ever see The Thing? Yeah, I love The Thing. And, uh, like, and the whole idea. What, what movie? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know about the, light, movie? the mentality <laughs> of just, like, spread. But, like. I mean, I get in the thing, they're more like intelligent about how they do it. Yeah. But like, it, for some reason, it was reminding me of that while I was watching it. Cause like, it was like at, towards the end, you know, it's just all these bodies are like fused together. So, mm. like, this virus, yeah, like you were saying, it just thinks as one. Yeah. 
So yeah, I mean that's just my my take on it. <laughs> it, it that's like that's what I can like what World War Z does as well. It's like the zombies instead of being the Walking Dead or the Living Dead or whatever, they're just the virus, the embodiment of living personification of the virus or a virus. And that's how viruses spread. They spread some of them spread very aggressively, very quickly. And it's kind of like if they burn through their host, what would the thing they focus on doing would be get another host. That's what the virus is doing. So you gotta bite someone, you gotta bite another person, you gotta bite another person. Because for all we know, if you leave these zombies dormant, that the virus could burn through them in a matter of days. And if the right. virus the virus needs to spread, so it's constantly looking for new hosts. That's why I, I thought it was really, really cool because that's why it was so aggressive. That's why like anytime I saw one person that it was going after everyone. And because they weren't stopping the feed, you never had that respite because it was constantly just trying to replicate. And like that's why the, the numbers built up so quickly on the train. It's why the hordes were always fucking massive in it as well. They all they literally snowballed, which is mm. you know, I know that that it's that metaphor that we use. Yeah. Something snowballed, but at one point they actually seemed to snowball. Legitimately, yes. Yeah, legitimately. On the train, wasn't it? Like, oh, yeah. Or to the the point where they seem to be rolling. Yeah. The the train, and when they're like getting back on the train in the train station, and like they're falling out of like that upstairs Mm. window onto the train. They're just like pouring out onto each other. Yeah. No sense of self preservation. Just like got a spreader, got a bite something, got a bite. You know what I mean? Like, so I fucking love the boat, you know? It's like it was just a wave constantly throughout like you know it just it would build up like well and they're not even really like you don't even know necessarily that they're dead they just change you know yeah. the virus took them over like that's all you know yeah <laughs> it's fucking awesome man because like, like the i love the the weaknesses like about them like the the bad eyesight and shit like that because that the, was good yeah that was clever i thought like you know what i mean because and using the tunnels that uh-huh. was what, what that was really good uh cool fucking scene like i thought the baggage joke when I was walking to it, I was like, or when I was watching that, would you think they'd be big enough for people? Are they that big? <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I actually like that <laughs> that weakness better than like World War Z. It's like, okay, if you're sick and dying, then yeah. you're safe. Like, you know, and then this one, you're not really safe at all. It just happens to be that you have a better advantage if it's dark. Yeah. <laughs> and they can't see. Mm. No, no one's got so quite. Have I? Yeah. I think, Sorry, I think the two of you are actually with us. being. Sorry, the two of you are being interesting, and it's just, <laughs> it's just such a fucking phenomenal thing. I'm actually, I'm, I'm one of the few fuckers that sets up reminders for fucking uh, Dylan's fucking thing, and I watch them all the time. I, just in the case that he might ever be interesting, never happened. <laughs> no, that it did. I just thought, like, fucking absolutely spectacular. You know, dude, my that. show's not my show's meant to be just off the wall, though. My, this is <laughs> wait, yeah, actually, yeah. fucking tease everybody. You should one hundred percent check it out. He's a yeah. fucking cool dude, a cool fucking guest. Yeah. So I was taking the piss over because we're mates, but yeah. I absolutely <laughs> well, no, no. <laughs> All right, like I mean, I I know him. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure him. Dylan doesn't consider you a mate. Like we talk a lot behind your back, and you know, he I don't care. You guys talk. Me. You guys talk. To Words my face hurt. a lot too. It's fine. Yeah, no, no that's I'm, true. No, I'm saying we that's talk what friends do, back. though. Man. That's <laughs> what friends do. They bring yeah. their shit to your face. That's what friends do. No, you shit my face again. I swear to God. I swear to God. I, you do something. Thing. Oh my God, you do something one time. Yeah, man, you shot over window. It was a thing. It was <laughs> chocolate rain. <laughs> All right, I got to shut this shit down because we're hitting the hour mark. Um, All right. So before we get out here, I'm, I suppose, like, just just to generalize a question. Mm. Um, 
where do you think this film ranks amongst other horror which like, like it does i think it breaks down some barriers as well i think um i think it's a slightly new horror film but yeah. would, would you recommend this film to somebody and in a sentence how would you sell it so i think first off the, there is an understanding for me and that is that some people can't follow foreign films like if it's a different language we're spoiled whether, whether it's dubbed or not some people can't do it and I, i've seen them you know they just get bored or they just don't understand mm. if you can handle watching something dubbed or reading subtitles this film is fantastic like i'd watch it again i i, I could totally like recommend it to people and then be like, no come over i'll host it well i'll watch it i yeah. would definitely watch it again i would say like if we're on like a top 10 i mean there's a lot of them out there, but it would be up in like the top five, definitely, you know, for sure. Um, I don't, um, I think the fear factor being so realistic in it is what gets me, you know, and, and there's just so many zombie films and this one is so like, it's realistic. It touches like on the emotional side of the reality of the situations of all these characters and everything. And that's why I was so intrigued by it. Mm. What about you, Vin? Would you sell How would you sell it in uh, a sentence or two? I'd probably have to. Because I think we all loved it. I mean, we all loved it. How would you sell it? I learned Korean. Hey. Hey. No, but I think we're so spoiled. We are so spoiled as native English speakers. Uh, 90 something percent of my media like maybe not as much in TV, but like definitely in movies comes from um, Dylan's neck of the woods. It just does. It comes from the USA and that's English and we are spoiled. And a lot of times we're not, we're not, we're not adventurous enough. And this is given to you and it absolutely is. And this is one of the, the, one of the movies where you're watching when, wow, is there more movies like this? Yeah. The grudge in the the eye of Japanese horror movies were movies I watched and went, wow, I don't care if there's subtitles. Because I think at a certain point, you stop seeing the subtitles. Mm. Like, it does suck you in enough that you just kind of yeah. start observing it and, and use the subtitles as a means to observe, uh, understand it. Yeah, But I do think that this is an excellent example of the fact that as huge as Hollywood it is, and it's definitely the biggest entertainment business, and it will be for a long time, that it isn't the only entertainment business. And this film's a, a film that I would point to as one of my prime examples of that. Yeah, I think it's funny that like uh, the clear uh, like influences that American culture has had on Korean culture, that at the moment that they're inspired by American content, but they're kind of making better versions of it in a lot of ways. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, and I just think like at the moment, for, and it's it's even increasing that like Korea are having a real kind of moment. Uh, South Korea are having a real moment that. They're learn. They've really learned how to make fast-paced action movies, and or they've really learned how to make compelling stories like Squid Game and Parasite. Like they, they've, they know how to fucking kind of. They, they've taken the influences, I should say, that from America. They've applied it to themselves. They've obviously given it their own cultural take because you know, like every culture will digest or ingest or the content differently, and how they kind of get influenced by it is completely different. Me or you or whatever. The they did that and they made an almost but like this is what I would have loved to see in World War Z do, where it like this had like all the over the top horrors, all the over the top action, but it kept it realistic and relatable in a way World War Z kind of failed to do because in World War Z he made so many stupid decisions or so many things just happened. Like it just kind of felt like there was no rhyme or reason to it. And this like this to me, I think was kind of like a, a, a to me, it felt like a chapter out of the same universe as World War Z, but it felt like a better version yeah. of uh, the same idea almost as World War Z, you know? Yeah. 
I do want to throw in there, you know, from being a parent, you know, my mm. my 11 year old son, he uh, he loves the idea of zombies and all that stuff, wants to watch this stuff. And if I was to recommend a film for like your preteen or your teenage kid to watch, this mm. doesn't have a ton of gore. It's actually yeah. not badly filmed. Like if I would let him my 11 year old watch this with me, of course, but um, it's written so well and it's not like just you know in american films there's so much gore and a lot of their like horror stuff for some reason they think that that has to be an aspect yeah. it doesn't and this film would be something i'd let my kid watch yeah and play gore is often things the best gore because they just leave it to the imagination we know what's going on we know if someone's getting their yeah, out or yeah. getting torn up yeah. we don't need to see it all the time like i think you probably have to see it at some point during like let's just say the entirety of the movie oh it's just not because otherwise it's like it's trying to like shy away from it it's and when, when it shows you it's like yeah we, we it's not that we're not going to show you it's just that yes. we don't need it as a huge template we yeah. are actually trying to tell you a story so i do think that you have to have that moment yeah i yes. also do think that yeah it's fine you don't need to you don't need to be like oh that guy got his arm pulled off what if the next guy gets both his legs pulled yeah, off yeah exactly and his yeah. head pulled off really yeah. slowly what yeah. if the next guy gets his eyes but no of course that's that's silly gore has to be a part of the story you can't be the story well of which... course especially if it's yeah. Essentially, cannibalization, creating yes. a virus. That's what yeah. that's what it is when it's broke down to its mm-hmm. core. So uh, yeah, I do. I don't think you can shy away from it, but I don't think you need to make it the center point. And I think they did an excellent job. Balance, like they did a really good balancing act, kind of was. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. yeah, like so. All right, motherfuckers, we get the fuck out here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right, we got we got off the next stop. Choo choo, trade Busan. Choo choo. Uh, I do need to watch Peninsula. Yeah, it's 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 like kind of like Army of the Dead, but uh, like it's a high zombie movie. Like the premise is completely different in how the zombies are portrayed in like Army of Dead, where they're all like I know fucking super zombies. But this yeah. is kind of like that where it's it's okay. It's about a group of people doing a heist in the Korean Peninsula. That's what it's about. It's cool. Right. It's not as good as Train to Be Somebody. It's good. It's very all different. Right. Um, all right, folks. I'm your host, Inter Green. I'm your host, Alton Tui, and this film, Train to Busan, was keeping it real. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> crickets, Boo. crickets. You know what? All oh. I wanted was crickets. I wanted the cringe. I I'm so going to get cricket sound effects and suck it in there. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Uh, if, if you don't, you'll break my heart. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. I could. Thanks, this, still. I'll talk to you in a This invasion part said, No, you ruined the extra outro again, you mother. Fucker. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for tanking our guest, Finn. Uh, My apologies. Yeah. Well, you should be. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. This is Invasion Party Snatchers. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Alton Dewey. And that was Jukebox Ginger. That was Train to Be Sun. See you next time, motherfuckers. Peace. Peace. You fuck no. <laughs> Son of a bitch.